0: That I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. I'm just different. Then I'm different. It's just different. I'm different. Is it the way we move? The lanes we choose? The beats we bruise? Or the way I lay in the groove? Either way, trades that do. Play by my own set of rules.
1: Welcome to another episode of Born to Be Dope. I am your host, Ryan C. Green. We got a special episode today. We got hip hop legend hip hop star attorney daddy kind. all that Tracy Lee with us today welcome man good What's to good see up, you brother how you feeling man good to see you man good to see you man yes, we are yes, here sir. I'm I gonna give I I you respect. I, I, we are here I at know the Mecca. I know
0: you to say it. Let them know.
1: We're here at the Mecca. This
0: is a Hampton University guy,
1: I didn't wear my blue because I'm like the only blue I acknowledge is Hampton Blue. You see what it is. But I did do the red. So uh, I mean, you know, look. That's all Much man. love. We got that out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we got that out HBCU, the way. HBCU, man. HBCU love. We're yeah. on the campus of Howard University, campus that means a lot to you. Absolutely. Has a lot of uh to, to your backstory. So for we're sure. gonna talk a little bit about that as well. But we're here to talk about just you. You got this new album that's mm, out, man. Different. different. So we are going to talk about that. Let, let's first talk, but before we get into all that, uh-huh. let's start from, And you know, we back outside now. It's been a while no since you've been outside, yeah. you know, after the whole global pandemic. Yeah. Uh, where do you see yourself now, like, after the pandemic? Coming out on this side, how do you think um, it's impacted you, your life, the way you look at things uh-huh. um, now?
0: Uh, you know, you're in a different state, you know, pun intended. Um, you know your whole mentality your whole you know the way you view the world the way you view yourself the way you view your family um it's just totally different when you're isolated for that long you know you give you know yourself an opportunity to do some soul searching you do you know surveying of the landscape and you try to you know at least in my from my perspective try to figure out where you are, what is your perspective, what, where do you see yourself moving forward once you come out of this, if you come out of this right, at all. Right, right. And fortunately, we were able to. You know, you still see the residue, you still see the residual effects of it you know mentally physically spiritually emotionally like I mentioned in the album um but but that's what it is and so now you just take that part and you move forward right you know? right
1: deliverance the
0: leftovers your over too many to in my spirit
1: post so talk about this album man I mean because you've been in this thing for a minute and, and this is Stigma, which I disagree with, but you know, people like you are grown man. You're supposed to be rapping. Nobody ever asked. You no, know, nobody ever told James Baldwin, Nicky Giovanni, you two old to start writing, right. stop writing, you know, right. poetry. Right. Uh, but some reason they feel like MCs, mm-hmm. there's a cutoff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about this album. Why it was it important for you to do this album right now?
0: Um, to put it simple, because I can. You oh. know what I'm saying? Um, I think this is a gift that God gave me, um, and I would be disobedient to that fact if I stop doing what is given to me, you know what I mean, the gift that is given to me. Not, not to mention, you know, when you start talking about, you know, why are older MCs or legacy MCs still rhyming because, well, I think that's all based out of English. Basically, we're in uncharted waters. As hip hop grows, so do we, right, because right. we are the creators of the culture. You know what I'm saying? Yep, yep. So it's natural that it's going to get older, You know what I'm saying? But that's a gift. I mean, I mean, that's a uh, that's a blessing. Excuse me. Um, and so, you know, if you were to adhere to whatever the naysayers say about this culture, then the culture will ultimately die right, because it would right. stay at one level. Yeah, yeah. The culture is supposed to expand and grow. So I got to do my job to make sure that it expands and it grows and it gets older as it should.
1: And I love that. And I love because. First of all, I love legacy MCs. We got to mm-hmm. get that that more more broad. Absol- yeah, legacy MCs. I love that. But that's what I say too, is what I love about this album and, and MCs like you is that your music has grown with you. Mm-hmm. You're not out there talking about trying to pop pills and being in the club, right? Like you, talk to, us, you yes. talk to us, you talking Like you said, we grew up with the culture, so yeah. it doesn't feel like no matter how old the culture is, it's us. It's us. So that's why I think even our older generation continues to look young feel young because Absolutely. we are the culture yes. that that built this up. so let's talk about influencers because yeah. we talk about uh hip hop and lot like, of you them. know let's talk about who influenced you who who when 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 Tracy Lee wow. was I don't know, in a high school, maybe middle school, cafeteria, well, that, man, <laughs> right? We,
0: we, we going back talk, to when I was like 11, 12 years old. Let's talk about it. Who
1: influenced you? What made you want to do this
0: thing? Oh, man, I mean, there's a laundry list, but I mean, you know, you got the Grandmaster Cazes of the world, the, the Kumo D's of the world, the, wow. the, the you know, Melly Mel's of the world, but then you, you take it out of that trilogy, because to me, those were the beginning stages of lyricism, you know what I'm saying, if you will. But then after that, Teela Rock is yours Dropped and I, I lost my mind because of, you know, for the first time I'm hearing, you know, production straight drums. You know what I'm saying? It's not a sample, it's not played instrumentation, straight drums, and you hear commentating, illustrating, description giving, adjective expert. I'm like, look at these words, these right, crazy. Right. And I'm a big fan of words. But then after that, on the heels of that, you got LL Cool J, who to me is the first big rap superstar. You know what I'm saying? He was almost like, he's only two years older than me, but he's a superhero. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. The way he dressed, the vibrato, you know what I'm saying, all that, the moxie, and then the rhymes are crazy, and then he's taking everybody out, all our all competition. You know, shortly after that we have the ushering in of another class of MC. Um, the the, the, the G Raps of the world, the Rock Kims of the world, the KRS-1s of the world, the Chuck Ds of the world, the Big Daddy canes of the world, you know, and then Ice Cube. And, and Scarface represent a whole nother cult and culture, but within the body of hip hop culture. Um, these are the people that influenced me, and these are the people that you, you know, if, if, if you've listened to their music, and you listen to my music, you may hear some influences of all of the people that I just named, and then you throw Trey Lee in that mix, and here you have Tracy Lee, the MC.
1: Let me ask you this, because that's, that's awesome. I love those names you listed, a lot of lyricists in there. Um, how would you What kind of MC would you describe yourself? You got the lyricists, you got the battle rhymes, you got the party rhymes, Like, your, your, your big hit, the uh, name was a, was a party song. Yes. But you're a lyricist. Like, how would you define yourself as an MC? What kind of MC would you say you are?
0: Like I said, I'm a gumbo, man. Mm-hmm. I, I think I I do it all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'd like to find myself to be a five tool MC. And when I say that, I mean, you know, not only do we get into the lyricism, mm-hmm. but we get into bounces, we get into yeah. flows, yeah. we get into cadence, we get into moving the crowd. That's what yeah. the originality of the MC is. He didn't have to rhyme words, but he could move the crowd just by the sound of his voice and way yeah. that he, he says certain things. So it's like, I like to implement all of that into the artistry of being an MC. And so, um, you know, hence the the, the original album, my my first commercial album, Many Faces. Yeah, yeah. It takes on that persona, you know what I'm saying? All
1: right, so let's talk about why we're here on Howard's Uh, campus. But talk go. about how this thing got started. Oh, man. Um, t- take us back right here on, on the yard, yeah. and how you who who was here? Because there's a lot of names. Now, I know a little bit about this, but I want the people to know there's a lot of names that we yeah. hear, They were all right here. When you think about everybody being right here at the same time, it's crazy. Yeah. But talk about that, and then how the theme came to be and your, your big break.
0: So you know the fact that we are here, and you're talking about this, you know the beginnings of my career from a commercial perspective and, you know, more specifically, the theme itself. It happened to happen right over there to my right at Blackburn Center. I ran into a cat by the name of Derek D. Angeletti. I caught him and my man, China Black, you know what I'm saying, freestyling, right, right in front of that, right in that little corner okay. over here. And so I'm listening to him, and this was at the time when I'm coming out of high school, I'm a freshman. It's my, it's my second semester freshman year. And I had already kind of, tr- cause I had tried to get deals when I was in high school. Okay, okay. And so it never panned out. And I said, well, you know what, I'm gonna come to college, I'm gonna be a sports broadcaster cause that's my other passion, sports. And I'm done with emceeing. So I have to be walking across the camp and I see them cats in the corner <laughs> and they just spit. I'm like, mm, what is going on over here? So I happen to creep over there and this dot and he says this line and China is going back and forth. And immediately, you know, when you're of the culture, it never leaves you. Right, right. You can try to tuck it away. You can try to, you know what I mean, pretend like you don't love it no more. But all you got to do is get that inspiration and that one spark, and that was the spark. And so that developed into a relationship, a friendship, you know, a brotherhood, you know what I'm saying, that is still going to this day. He's still my mentor, but he is the one that introduced me, or not introduced me, because I knew Mark Pitts. Mark Pitts also went to Howard. And me and Mark actually came in the same class together. But Mark didn't know I got busy. But DDOT, over the years, you know what I'm saying? You know, we had developed that type of relationship where we were making records together, rhyming, and all this other stuff. And um, he told Mark, look, you know, I know you got your label going. I know you're coming up from under Puff. Now, Puff also went to right. Alex, right. And Mark was an understudy of Puff. And he was managing big at the same time. And because of that situation, he parlayed that into a situation at Universal Records. Wow. And so when Mark was looking for an artist, Dot went to him and said, "Yo, hey, man, I don't know if you know, Trey, get busy. You know what I'm saying? And so the moment that happened, you know, I sent him a couple, you know, joints. You know, they fell in love with it. We signed a deal and Dot, along with another cat by the name of ron lawrence who made up the mystery system ron lawrence went here as well and he did records with herbie lovebug before oh, yeah. even you know what i'm saying so they are the ones that are responsible for the thing producing the thing um you know i gave him the idea to use pieces of a dream you know uh mount Airy groove because I wanted, if there's going to be a record that's going to come out, you know, commercially, I want them to associate it with Philly and, you know, Pieces of a Dream is a Philly, you know, yeah, a Philly, yeah. Philly group, you know what I'm saying? So they took that, they flipped it, they added some other stuff, you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, the final product is in everywhere the my crew go, you know, we get down. That's why that question, right here, while we're standing on this campus, is 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 is, is, is sort of a uh, what's the word I want to look for? It's nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, if yeah, the word, gotcha. you. know what I'm
1: saying? Cool. So I, what I loved about that story was, you know, I think a lot of people go to HBCUs. Yeah. That's what's so beautiful about the experience is that you just don't know who is gonna be your lifelong friend which person is gonna be somebody that's gonna set you up for who knows what so talk to us take us back here to what, what years were you 88 here to
0: 92. 88 to 92 but I stayed a little longer a and, and you know, we're
1: we'll, we'll say you, it stayed in you a little longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, I right, right. hung around. I
0: graduated. I graduated, <laughs> but I, you know, I hung around. You, you don't know?
1: have to leave. I mean, that's, that's, that's why I want to bring that's up. What I'm talk about the HBC, HBCU experience. Like, why do you stay around so long? I would have stayed in Hampton for five, you six know? years if I could have, you know? So, <laughs> talk to us about the HBCU experience. I know it's been a lot, yes. uh, uh getting a lot of coverage in the last few years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, for those who know, those of us who've been there and understand that, like, we, we've always known how dope HBCUs are. So, talk to us you about your experience and why that you know HBCU was so important for you to uh, go to?
0: Well I I actually come from HBCU lineage. Like my mother and my father went to Clark. You know what I'm saying? My brother went to Morehouse, my sister went to Clark, my other sister went to Howard, my wife went to Howard. So that's all I know. Right. Like I was the first baby on the campus. I don't remember it, but I have pictures to prove that I was the baby that they carried around at Clark University down in Atlanta. So it's in my blood, man. And so I really didn't, I I applied to other schools. I already knew, you know what I'm saying? I did it just from an ego perspective. Yeah, I got in the... Temple. Yeah, I got it. Penn State. I already knew I was coming to an HBCU. And because the experience, there's nothing like it in the world. The networking is is ridiculous. You can go anywhere in the world, and you find somebody that went to an HBCU, and it's all automatically like family from the moment y'all meet. And you could be meeting for the first time. And I think you hit it on the head, man. It's about these lifelong relationships that you have. Like, the people that are my friends, I've known them since I was a kid. You see what I'm saying? And so they've seen all your up shit. Downs, your trials, your tribulations, they've gone through the circles and it's everything is relatable, man. So, you know, when you have conversations, it's easy. It's easy to have, because you, you have this common bond, you right, know what I'm right. saying? And it never leaves you, man. So, you know, so all the kids out there, you know what I'm saying, especially cats that are of our ilk, I would encourage you to go to an HBCU because you have lasting long life friendships and family that will last your family.
1: You heard, man, he said it. <laughs>
0: To my children, who already knows uh, who daddy is, like, they're probably, honestly, they're my biggest fans. Like they are, they helped me go through the process of doing the music that I'm doing right now. Um, And they have a great ear, like it's crazy. Like they could pick out the joints that are gonna bang who, who, and, and, the joints that are, are oh, okay daddy that's all right or you know i can see like they even tell me what type of listener it's crazy what type of listener is going to listen to this particular record what type of listeners gonna... but i think you know in the process of helping me through the music now and they don't get into too much of my earlier stuff because there's profanity my daughter she doesn't like she doesn't like me to cuss you know what I'm saying? Like she cringes when she hears a cuss words. so But I think ev- eventually later they'll get into it. Especially my dumb my son he's oblivious to all that. He don't care. He can say all oh, types of filth, foreign filth, and it's, he's ignorant to the whole thing. You know what I mean? What did he say? You know what I mean? But well, my daughter catches everything. But I think eventually they'll go back into the catalogue, they'll listen to it from the beginning, they'll listen to, you know, the stuff that I'm doing now and they'll understand. The journey. They'll understand the maturation process. They'll understand, you know, that Daddy went through transformations throughout his life and, and constantly transforms. You know what I'm saying? They'll understand that Daddy was a God-fearing man. They'll understand that Daddy, um, you know, is a is a is a pillar. Basically, is a sacrifice and a pillar. sacrificing himself and the pillar of strength for them. You know what I mean? And 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 took pride in being that model. You know what i'm saying being that father that you know is there through thick and thin is, is, is there to give them guidance no matter how many times i yell at them no matter how many times i say this that and the third or go to your room or not they always know that i got their back ten thousand percent i'm about their well-being and i'm here for them for any and everything
1: uh, one of your songs on the album, you talk about, um, I, I love it, footsteps, yeah. kind of in the vein of what we are just talking about, Right. Um, people being, you know, how much of the threat do you feel like people felt you were, mm. because even though in the game, you know, you want the best out there, but some people are actually threatened by that, mm-hmm. you know, so what? Mm-hmm. tell me what your experience was or your thoughts on, on that situation?
0: Um, well, in the hook, you know for, for, you know, for the people that haven't heard the record, I did also say, you know, um, they, they may not admit it, but this is just my speculation. And my speculation is based on, you know, just certain events that occurred while I was assigned artists, like why, you know, certain advantages weren't granted to me that were granted to others. Um, you know, there were certain conversations that were we'll had and, you and, 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 um, know, you know inside of the industry uh, that led me to believe like for instance There were certain people that could predict before it even happened how much I was selling my first week You know and it may not have been directed at me personally, but I believe it was because of Certain relationships that Let's just say they didn't want others to get ahead of them. Right. right. So mm-hmm. In order to prevent that, then I was the you know caught in the crossfire, so to speak. So because they don't want this person to advance, then your artist is not going to advance. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And and I think they saw also that there could be a potential because you know in this game it's competition. You know everybody's competing with everybody, which. I don't understand, especially if you're getting money with one another, but you don't want an artist that's under somebody else to pass, an artist that you already have. And so if you put this particular artist in a certain position, there's a probability because of the way that he does his thing or, you know, because people genuinely like this person or, you know, because of the relationships that they're able to foster or will be able to foster if you put them in a room with certain people, that it could bypass what you got yeah, going on yeah. and so that's what it's, you know footsteps is really all about you know what i'm saying
1: you got uh an industry an art form that's built on bravado machismo yep. ego yep. but then all these cats are really insecure and scared yeah. <laughs> the second that you see somebody think might challenge that yep. they won't find a way to get get, get you out absolutely terrible So I want to talk about the culture. This is 50 years of celebrating hip hop. Hip hop as a culture, hip hop as a music. Um, of music. Hip hop as a music. Yeah. So I want to talk about Let me get your uh, your, your thoughts on the state of hip hop yeah. as a culture and, and the music itself uh, 50 years later.
0: Um, first of all, I'm proud that you know, it was able to or the culture is able to, from a global perspective, be able to recognized um, throughout the world. You know, what I'm saying, especially putting a timestamp on it, calling it the 50 years of hip hop culture. Um, you know, especially coming from the humble beginnings of, you know, a, a neighborhood, neighborhoods that were, you know, impoverished neighborhoods that were, you know, forgotten. You know, what I'm saying, via economic uh a stability on purpose now you know what i'm saying people don't understand how the culture was derived you know the culture was derived because we, we had nothing right right but you know the spirit the music the dance you know what i'm saying um the ability to party through downtrodden times um and so to be recognized 50 years later for that and now it's a multi-billion dollar situation is a beautiful thing. However, there are negatives to that. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? When you start implementing money into the fold, commerce comes into play, when you start mixing art, I mean, your art with business, they naturally don't mix. That's when greed comes in. That's when, you know, uh, uh, certain influences come in to try to shift a culture into something else, not only for for money purposes, but also from uh, 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 a a shift in generations. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Purposes where, you know, they, I hate to give these people credit, but they always see things 20 years down the line. So when they started to change how things were were, were put out into commerce, put out into the commercial place, knowing that it was not gonna affect the immediate, but will affect 20 years later, you know, that's the mastermind behind the whole situation. So I think that's where we are. So now, you know, you silence the voices of the people that don't want to, or at least create some type of balance Balance. where it gives people a choice. If you give, naturally, if you give people a choice, I believe people will always choose right. But if you always put the negative in front of them, that's where they're going to go because that's all they that's see. that's what you normalize. Yep, you know normalized
1: saying? that. That's, and that's what I talk, always talk about too, just the balance. I mean, when we came up in, in the golden ages of hip hop, yeah. you had everything. Right. You had a little bit of everything so people could choose what they wanted to do, what they wanted to listen to, how they felt in that situation at the time. Now it's just like... You ain't, yeah. you know, trying to get high, yeah. you know, on some prescription drugs. Right. Like, right. Where, where's, where is your place in you know, health? Or talking
0: down on our women yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and treating our black women, you know, the way that a lot of these people are, are, are doing. Like, essentially, if that's all you, it's conditioning. If that's all you hear, if that's all you see, yep. then
1: that's the direction you go.
0: Yep. in every school, they move to
1: Let's talk about, and we got that love and nostalgia, let's let's talk about something that might not be as, as positive. It's, it's cool. It's right. cool. It's I, I got to ask you learn from Okay. Okay. You know I like that space. No, hey, I got to ask the questions. Yeah. You came in like a, uh, what analogy I want to use? You, you the MC. You came in like a, a, a hot. I don't know. I called it. I, I
0: called it a missile. There we like go. Like in a record, I, you know what I'm saying? Did the missile? Did the missile out the gate? You know when I was talking about the big, you know, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So you yeah. came in like a missile. Yeah.
1: And then nobody saw the missile after that. Right. So let's talk about the music industry. however you want to frame this? Let's talk about the music industry. Yep. And the second album, because you had a second album. Sure. I think a lot of times people think that MCs disappear, MC singers, whatever, because right. some they weren't good right. or you know the. You know they weren't selling or whatever, right. but you had it. You made a second album. Done. So Please. right. So talk about the music industry. What happened to that second album and how? You know what happened to, to Tracy Lee?
0: Man, and I think everybody should know this by now. Um, this business is 95% business, 95% politics, 5% talent. And so I think I got signed back then. Not now. I don't think that applies. But I got signed based off my talent and politics, you know what I'm saying? But then once you get in, it's primarily politics. Mm -hmm. Because when we were coming in, I'd say 95 to 98% of the people Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Everybody was
1: nice,
0: you see what I'm saying? But it was about how you positioned yourself in the game. It was about the business that gave you the staying power. Right. And so we made many faces. We had the theme, the theme had some some success. Spent 37 weeks on, on, on the Billboard charts. Right. Um, you know, we did a song with Big, we did a song with Buster. but going back to the politics, we couldn't advertise the Big was even on the album. You
1: yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: Like, I'm thinking to myself, how far can we go, or how, how far could we have went if we were able to say, on the sticker, Like, because you had to have these sticker rights. If you you first walked into the record store and you saw, you know, Many Faces, Tracy Lee debut album, featuring the Notorious B.I.G. Bust the Rhyme. You'd be like, wait a minute, Big is on this? And, And mind you, this is when Big, was on the heels of, or this was after Big had passed. You right, see what I'm saying? Because
1: right, it's like the album came. Well, you recorded in '96, I think. I recorded right. in '96, right.
0: but the album came out March 25th. Right. Okay. Big's yeah. untimely demise was March 9th. Yes. Yeah. So yep. you know, from a marketing perspective, in, in our favor, okay. if you got something material that's not on Life After Death, but is on a Tracy Lee album after Big had passed, right? Ain't no telling now. You know, the big, I mean, because of the fact that, you know, we put the, the, the record out underground and eventually caught on that Big was on this this album, you know, we got some traction, yeah. but nothing Not near the traction that we were able to advertise. So, yeah. you know, fast forward, you know, there were things that happened politically inside of Universal in the building and things like that, where, you know, my voice in the building had left because by Storm, Hey, we got another deal with the face. So they weren't around. So it's like, you know, I'm in these meetings now. I'm the one, you know, trying to piecemeal everything together, going to the marketing department, and it's frowned upon for an artist to do that. Yeah, yeah, you see what I'm yeah. saying? I don't know why, but it's frowned upon. They,
1: they want to own, they don't want you to know the secrets. Yeah, they, they, don't, know. they don't want you to see how it's socks to I, you I didn't want to say <laughs> it, so you said it. I said you know it. what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> so, so, okay, so, but they gave me a budget to make a second album because, you know, we're now we're in the red. We didn't make the money back that they put out for Many Faces. So now we're in the red. They want an opportunity to make the money back. They wouldn't let me leave with Mark, you know what I'm saying? So he gave me a budget. And in this budget, we were able to create, and shout out to D-Dot because, you know, he was the mastermind executive producer behind it, you know what I'm saying, along with with Mark and myself. Uh, But we got some formidable people on this album. We got a young Kanye doing production. We got Corrupt on the album. Mm -hmm. We got Buckshot on the album. We got Black Bob on the album. Um, We got you know change of faces on the album i mean Man. so the production is top notch you know we got the features you know the, the 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 reputable features and and it's done we shoot a single down in atlanta uh shout out to Brian Barber who is the yeah, yeah. the director for Outcast yep. you know what i'm saying Man, so we, yeah. we 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 got and we got a young ludicrous wow. you know what i'm saying in the in Man. the video we got a little john in the video this is before they popped
1: yeah this was brand. yeah was, this is
0: 99 2000 yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, and we shot the first single. And then the next thing I know, I go to Miami for a promo run. Get off at the airport at at JFK after we leave Miami. And I get a phone call from Universal and they say, hey, uh, thank you, but your services are no longer needed.
1: Just like that. And I'm like, it's, just <laughs> over. It, it's over. Hey, it's right. over. Like, right then and there, it's Well, over. told all these people on the album they tell me it's over. So I'm
0: thinking, okay, wow. I got this album done. Y'all doing the, the marketing and the source magazine, and people see it's coming out, and then all of a sudden I get the phone call, it's no longer Jeez. being released. Man. And this is what happens in the business. Yeah. So Alright,
1: like so, came... so I wanna know. What is something that people either don't know about you, or they get wrong about you? i mean, social media. Everybody got a voice now, right? Everybody can go and just spread anything they want, tell any story they want. You know, we ain't have to worry about that as much back in the day. But uh, what's something that maybe you see that people don't know or they get wrong about you? That you wanna? You
0: oh, know, that's clear easy. That, that I fell off.
1: Mm, mm, yeah.
0: That I got ate up by Big. That one. That I don't. That I. That, that, <laughs> I, that I. That I'm not a spitter. It's like y'all don't y'all don't listen.
1: Yeah. Y'all yeah.
0: haven't and that's what I had to talk it up to at the end of the day. Y'all never listen. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like y'all never really paid attention. Y'all just automatically assume certain things. Like you know, addressing the first thing. I fell off. What do you what do you mean by that? Right. I fell right. off listen i got a beautiful wife i got two gorgeous kids i don't need or want for anything right. financially right. Um, i'm in good health best shape of my life um, i'm a good spirits. i'm a god-fearing man my diet is crazy like, what you mean I fell off? Right, right. Right. What does is, what is fell off look like?
1: And you can still take it to any MC's any, chest with who come for you, listen, right?
0: <laughs> this is what we do. I, I heard the
1: album, y'all. So I know the man Stay. Hey, this, this
0: is Listen, Fine. <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah, like, I, love that. I am the coach. I'm of the coach. I'm always do that. Now, not to say that you can't lose it by not exercising your muscle. I exercise my muscle. I write, I rhyme on a daily. So it's like these preconceived notions not just for me, but for anybody that you don't see in the line like automatically fell off yes, yes. or automatically is not this and that and the third. Well, that's foolish because you don't know them. And the whole thing about Big, come on, man. You think Big would've got on a record with me if, if you thought or you? For those that think Big ate me, right? Why is it that you think that he did? Because there's some people that think that these are Big's best bars. Yeah. So why did he give his best bars to me on the record?
1: Why'd well, he bring in and, A game? And, and, okay, I see where you're going you with this. See I, qu- see, I see, you can
0: answer that question,
1: then we're good. If this is Big's best bars, right. why'd he save him? Point, for your track. Little right. on me. Listen, I've heard the conversation. I think we've all heard the conversation. And, and just as Ari Melville said. full disclosure, <laughs> <laughs> big is my favorite MC of all time oh, he's, okay he's my favorite i'm not boy. when i say favorite a different saying the best he's like he's one of the best he's my favorite but yeah so it's like two things one for any mc i'm not talking about you right any mc you say hey big out rhyme me on a song like big's one of the best that's that's like saying jordan dunk doing you. you're yes, like a fact. okay yeah, hey, uh, oh yeah. it's jordan exactly but like you said about listening when i go back and listen to that song because back then i didn't like you said they never promoted i didn't know the song he was on the song but listening to it now i was like okay dig was dope but yo you you did your thing right and like it complimented each other like you see both y'all were bringing each other out in that song
0: we made a record see that's the one thing i want to say to people too Mm -hmm. it's not an mc versus mc it was from a from a from an ego perspective because the mcs always think they are the best so if you get on the best with the record you're gonna come with your a game you have to right right but at the same time, we making a record, right. you know what I'm saying? That's a conceptual record that people actually listen yeah. to keep their hands high. We robbing the industry, yeah. the, the, the people, the, we're robbing the pretenders, the people that come around here floss, and and got this and that. We don't think you got it, so run it, but if you do got it, run it, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you gotta dig deeper into the, into the record. And by the way, I hold big partially responsible for me getting my deal because when I was sending records to Mark, and Mark was listening to the records. Big was actually in the car listening to the records because Mark not only needed Dot's co sign, but he also wanted Big's co sign because that's his artist, right? right manager. Yep. And so Big is in the car telling Mark, the man is nice.
1: Yeah, Big went and got on a song with somebody who was there. That's right. Awesome. Glad we cleared that up. Can we? And that, I ain't gonna say his name. You know what we talk about. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Thank
1: you. So, Tracy, the the show, the brand, what I do is born to be dope. We talk about being, it's a celebration to be unapologetically great at being you, all right? I think that that's everyone's secret sauce, their their magic power is when you can be great at being you. Once you tap into being you, the world opens up for you. So what makes Tracy Lee dope? What makes you unique?
0: Look, you just just gave me a softball question because it leads right into the album. Okay. I'm different. Oh, there it is. That's what makes me unique. I'm different. My whole perspective, um, not only within the culture of hip hop, but just me from Being a human being, I think I just do things differently. Like, you know, like I told you, I was born in Buffalo, raised in Philly, but in between that time, I moved around a lot. My mom, you know, just trying to make a better life for both of us. But I was always, so in in turn, or as a a result, I was always the new kid. And being a new kid in the class, you know, everybody has their own circles, their own friendships. I slid off to the corner. I didn't know anybody, you know what I'm saying? And eventually the people started gravitating towards me, not to say that I'm the, you know what I'm saying? But I'm just like, you know, I'm over here. Everybody's over there. And eventually one person turns and looks and says, well, what is he doing? You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when one person finds out, then they go tell everybody else, oh, such and such is doing all, you know? And then there's an interest there. And then eventually they start coming over and, you know, uh, assembling and things like that. So that's what makes me unique. I'm different. I'm never scared to go outside of the circle or go outside the box, because that's how I've lived my life. You know what I'm saying? And then eventually, you know, people catch up.
1: And in a world where everywhere you turn, they're trying to make everybody the same, Mm -hmm. trying to make everybody follow the trends, follow the fads, be like everybody else, everybody do the same thing. Mm -hmm. When you got somebody like you, like, look, I'm different. Standing out, standing on that difference—I think that that's so huge and so powerful. One of the reasons why the album, which is called—it's called "Different." Take time off, it's called "Different." It's, called different um, it's, it's so important. I think that when you listen to it, when y'all check it out, you've been hearing the tracks play uh, as we talk. It, it is different. It's a great um, album to just. It just touches on so many things. Matter of fact, let's just let's let's talk about the album sure. a little bit. I know this sure. was you know not scripted. Sure. But let's t- tell them about the album while we here, yeah. tell them about the album itself, what they can expect on the album, and tell them how to get the darn thing.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> um because you
1: know, you're doing something different with your release on that, this album. So let's a, talk about a, that. that.
0: That's a fact. So it's 12 tracks, it's not available on any streaming platforms. You can get it at tracyleemusic.com. That's T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-E-E music.com. And essentially, it it takes you on a journey of, you know, post-pandemic, but don't think it's a pandemic album. It's what is the mindset of myself after coming out of being in isolation for three years, you know? It's almost like a person gets incarcerated and you're out. You know what I'm saying? And you come back into the world. You know what is your perspective? What is your outlook? You know what I mean? And so essentially, that's what this, this, this album does. It takes you on a journey. First of all, you got to get acclimated to being back outside. You know what I'm saying? Is it does it look the same as it did when you when, when, before you got when, when it went into isolation? And then once you get past that, then it gets into the introspective aspect of. Where's Tracy Lee at now? What are the things that you thought about like over the last few years? Where is this journey gonna take you eventually? You know, what what are some of the things you know, why are you even doing this in the first place? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why are you continuing to make music? Um, so it takes you on that type of journey, man. And I think, you know, a lot of the things that I talk about, at least at least my thought process is that I'm not the only one going through right. these things, right. you know what yep. I'm saying? So I felt like this is a, a very relatable album that people of our ilk could get into, you know what I'm saying? Yep. And say, hey, man, that's me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm going through that
0: same thing. So again, different tracyleemusic.com t-r-a-c-e-y-l-e-e music.com go copy it and you can name it at your own price that's a new thing you can name it at your own price whatever you want to pay, whatever you think the music is worth and again it's not
1: available on streaming platform yeah, it is bro. i love that i love that make sure y'all get the album and, and, and pay you know don't be trying to change. pay for the album you know <laughs> pay for the album hope you got a minimum on there like you can name your price but i need at least this much <laughs> All right, so the last thing I want to talk about, man, um, because, like I said, I've heard the album, and that last song on that album really just, I think anybody who's, who's been driven, anybody who's gone after something, has a purpose or some kind of even talent, when they hear that last song, they were like, wow, okay, I've been there. So I want to talk about, I want you to talk about, when you are so driven by your purpose and your passion like so it won't just it won't leave you alone but sometimes you feel like that purpose and passion has abandoned you yeah so talk to us about you being in that situation i know you got a very unique story that i i've heard before but i want you to share it again because i think it's so powerful about when you are literally down to your last seven dollars
0: no doubt um first and foremost, you know i'm I'm, I'm a very faith-based spiritual person i lean on god for everything You know, um, and so, you know, throughout my time here on this earth, throughout my life, throughout my journey, you know, it's always these situations where it's like, how how am I going to get out of this? What's going to happen? Where is my life? You know, what is the destination of my life? What is my purpose? So, you know, speaking on that last song, when you started talking about bigger plans, you know, again, you realize you have a gift. But will your gift fall on Jeff's ears? You know what I'm saying? Because the natural inclination of a human being is that, you know, you know you have something, but you want to share, be able to share it with the world. And for the world to acknowledge it, it's, it's almost like a, a oxymoron, if you will, but that's just the human side of it. So, you know, going back to the $7, it's like when I got dropped from Universal and i had to figure out what the next move was going to be i moved down to atlanta with my brother um he eventually goes to grad school so now i'm just out there um i met a young woman that's not my wife but you know she came along at a, at a, at a, at a time you know you meet people for
1: excess reason
0: season lifetime this is this is a, right. a reason right, right. reason season you know <laughs> what i'm saying so you know she helped me out a lot but still I get down to my last seven dollars, you know what I'm saying, and I'm, I'm a prideful person too, so I'm not asking for nobody for nothing. So I go to church, and really it was just like a, 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 a token, if you will, and I put the seven dollars in the plan because I'm trying to figure out like what am I going to do. So it's basically this is me saying to God, man, I need you to handle this because I can't handle it. I'm all I'm tapped out. Right, right. I don't know what to do. So. Put the seven dollars in the pan. I get a call from Wayne Barrow. Shout out to Wayne Barrow, who's Mark Pitt's cousin, who's president or vice president of Boston. And he calls me a week later after I put that seven dollars in the pan. He says, uh, "Tracy, I, I I I got a call from Universal Publishing, and they have a check for you, but they don't know where to send it. So here's a number. Call them and give them the, the address." So I call them. That day, a week later, I get a check in the mail for seven thousand yeah.
1: yeah. dollars.
0: Now, again, I put my last $7 in a place, so I'm tapped out for about at least two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Week after that, I get another check for $57,000. And so, in me asking God for direction, all of this happens at this particular time because God didn't necessarily say go to law school but this money afforded me the ability to be able to start the process yeah, of yeah. going to law school. You know what I'm saying? In addition to me understanding whatever happened, like we were talking about before, when we start talking about, you know, there are certain things that happen that, that on its face may look like it's, you know, a bad situation, right, right. it was actually a blessing because it led me to say through the trial and tribulation that you went through in this business, what have you learned from that? Right. You know what I'm saying? Not only for yourself, but what can you offer to others that are coming up in the game that weren't afforded, you know, or are not afforded certain things to them or that you weren't afforded, like competent consultation. You know what I'm saying? To tell you not to sign this, correct that, or negotiate that. So that money led me to starting the process of going into law school, I took the LSAT, eventually getting accepted at Southern University, law center, another HBC. Another HBC I keep it, it. HBC there it is. all there it is. day. You hear me? Graduated in 2000, went in 2003, graduated in 2006, passed the bar in 2007, and I've been a licensed attorney for the last
1: 16 years. Yeah, I, I love that story. A couple of things there. One, God had your blessing sitting there waiting for, you. and I'm talking about you, but it's all of us. Like, yes. He has the blessing waiting. He's waiting for you to activate it by stepping out on that faith, That's right? Okay. Like that money, that 57 plus seven months, that $64,000 mm-hmm. was sitting there waiting, mm-hmm. but you ain't get it until you put that that, that seven dollars, your last seven. It's so left. some of us sitting there won't, won't make that sacrifice. That's He's right. i am we eat today? You That's know, right. that activated the, the faith activation. Uh, open up their blessings that's Absolutely. first and foremost man but then like you said then you you flipped it over yeah. we talk go back to the early conversation yeah. Fall? did he fall off man as a, a an attorney now you out there helping make sure that people who came up in the same industry as you now that you put them in a better position to make sure they're properly represented so as an attorney mm-hmm. as an as a father mm-hmm. as a, a coach because you do that too Absolutely. don't you You out there coaching you know, um, how it I mean, All that's that.
0: the best part of my life. Yeah. I love being a mentor Absolutely. For, for young people, man, that just don't know. Yeah. And I know you don't know because I didn't know when I was in your position. Yeah. I'm telling yeah. you you don't know. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. so man, this has been great. I'm, I'm excited about this new album. I'm excited about just, just seeing how, and you know, we're in a different place now. It's like, hey, about, let's go double platinum, triple platinum. I'm like, let's just change some live That's with right. the music. Let's just get out there, get some get some people listening to it, motivated by it. Go out there and pursue your dream. Find out what makes you different uh, and what makes you dope. So I did the double plug right there. I love that. there. that, I love that. Right there. do that. Right, right, right. D&D. Yeah, Dope, you dig me? New mixtape coming to you <laughs> next year. New mixtape, Raji and T. Lee. What? So, you have to write all the bars. I I got it, I I get all the publishing to too. <laughs> we gotta have that. we gotta go 50 feet in a publisher now. I actually do, I'm still, I'm still registered with ASCAP, my publishing company. So we gotta work that out. See, we already uh, broke, up that, we <laughs> broke up that fast. We broke up that fast. That's why we can't ever get a lot. why we can't have <laughs> we we can't can't all, so, no. oh. See, that's Howard for you. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, here just we joke, go. He went, I went the whole time. So
0: let me flex on that. That was
1: my violation. My bad, my he bad.
0: He know where we at. So I don't have yeah, I ain't saying? got that
1: Hampton. But huh? listen, man, this has been great, man. I love it. I'm gonna give you a chance to give any final words to the people watching. Right.
0: Look, dare to be different and dope. I'll keep it in time
1: Heard it. T Lee. I'm Ryan C. Green. This is Born to Be Dope. god dare be unapologetically great at being you. Talk to you soon. Come on.
0: I need this internet for